Thank you for tuning in and listening to or watching another episode of the Reforge Roundtable, now housed on Reforge Gaming. We were doing this show on the Reforge Radio YouTube channel, but we are actually sort of circling the wagons. We're bringing all the content back home to gaming because this is where the members are. This is where the hub is, and we're going to actually even start doing a members-only after show when the show is over, and that's something you can take advantage of of a member here on Reforge Gaming. So we're excited to have everybody back for the debut of the show. It's it's coming, in my mind, sort of coming home, coming home to Reforge Gaming. So thank you guys for being here, Ginger and Mike. Welcome. Thanks for having me. Oh, happy to be back. Hopefully you guys all had a good week without me while I was on vacation on the beach. So uh, (laughs) glad to be back. We're bringing the show here and then we won't do one next week because next week I will be out of town for the 4th of July where I'm going to be gone for the weekend. So we will take one week off just so everybody knows, but we are happy to bring the show here. We got some three, I think, great topics today. New World World is apparently becoming New World. It's going to make itself new or something. Ginger's going to tell us all about newer world. It's going to be (laughs) (laughs) the newest, the newest (laughs) world. That'll be that'll be later in the show. I'll be talking about Redfall. What are they doing with co-op? It doesn't sound very co-op to me. And Mike, Mike's going to kick us off with Outriders World Slayer. It's right around the corner. The game that says it's not a live service game, and yet it kind of feels like a live service game. They did a huge free update a while ago, and now. We are days away from World Slayer. They are charging for this, so buckle up. We hope you enjoy the show. Hit the like button. Make sure you're on the live chat. If you miss a live show, make sure you're subscribed to Reforge Gaming. We'll be doing this show every Friday at 3, and make sure you're a member. You don't want to miss out on the after show. And today is a big day, okay? Tonight's the big community game night for Fall Guys, so I hope I see everybody there. It's free everywhere now. You have no excuse not to be here. Mike, what's going on with Outriders? Well... Outriders, ever since it, we talked about this, I guess, a couple, I guess, like, episode two or three, we talked about Outriders a little bit. Uh, yeah. You know, they're coming out with, uh, what is it called, uh, World Slayer uh, World next Slayer. week. World you gotta Slayer say it week. like this, World Slayer. Anyway, oh, it's like world premiere, yeah, it's like World Slayer, right? So, it's coming out next week, and this, people can fly when they made this game in the very beginning. I've had my, you know, little conspiracy of why they did what they did, because... They weren't getting a lot of traction, in my opinion, when they first appealed it. Like back in November, we're talking November of 2020, right? When they first started, or October, November, Mm -hmm. they started showing it. And people were like, I don't know what this is. And this is like coming off. People really wanted like another Destiny type of game. This is the next Destiny killer. You know, like this was the next one when they, and people were like looking at the loot system and they're like, I don't know yet. We don't really know. Now, then it pushed in, and it's, I, I feel like didn't have enough pre-orders, hence why they went into Game Pass a month before, right? A month before, then they just announced the Game Pass, and then people were canceling their pre-orders and whatnot. And I think people can fly at this point were having problems because um, they weren't getting the amount of money they were supposed to get because people canceled their pre-orders. Even streamers were telling people, don't get, just get Game Pass. And they made a really good game. I liked the single-player aspect of the game. I thought the, uh, the, the, the campaign was decent you know what i mean it wasn't like groundbreaking or anything like that but i thought it was a pretty pretty good game i enjoyed it um before even the game came out remember everyone was like grinding for uh in the beta yeah legendaries in the beta yeah everybody loved it i absolutely adored anyone can yeah yeah it was it was like this really like it was like weird how everyone was just grinding a beta to get all the gear and then when the game came out a lot went through turmoil because there was a lot of glitches and bugs and it wiped out people's inventory systems so it kind of stumbled there 
Uh, and then they kind of went cold and said, hey, uh, this is not a live service game. Uh, it's not a live service game. We are, we're, we're done. You know, we're, we, we, we sell a game, make a game, sell a game, as I always say, is my, my thing. And they did. They made a game, sell a game. I thought it was good. Then they had a uh, New Horizon update, which kind of fixed a bunch of stuff. And uh, they, they added more, uh, you know, legendary farming opportunities. They put four new maps in there. Uh, they had like Endgame 2.0 type of thing. And it brought a little bit of life to it. And then they said we have a, a DLC coming, which is World Slayer coming out. Now, they say that it's not a live service game. And I feel I feel like what they're saying is true. Like, it, personally, I don't think it is a live service game. I feel like it's more structured like a Borderlands 2 uh, type of structure. Like, Borderlands 2 came out, and then they had multiple DLCs after the fact, right? Yes, it could be kind of like a live service nowadays, but they're charging for the DLC instead of throwing in there with a battle pass or you know season pass type of thing so i'm excited for it i'm not picking it up right away because i just i i'm not a real big end game person for outriders i want more more story and i think there is a little bit more story but it's really more more for the uh excursions that they're going to be adding to it right so they have like a journey of death dynamic one to three player co-op uh, four unique new or not new classes four unique classes guns and gear power end game and and boosting right um i'm not a big fan of this particular update but i am a, a fan of outriders and i look forward to more what do you guys think with this world slayer what are you guys expecting it to be because if this is a hit right because now this is on game pass i know it's on all systems but it's on game pass and they're going to be selling the dlc for uh full price i think it's what 40 bucks is uh yeah well, a little yeah. less than i think yeah can actually i bought it a little bit there's a little steam discount right now so i went in and picked it up uh, and I think it was like thirty-five dollars. So okay. it was like they had a like you know little little extra Steam summer sale event thing going on. Yeah, so I I, I kind of want to get it, but I'm not going to play it right away because I do want to support these these guys because they did make a game. It was complete. It had a the 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 inventory system wipe and stuff like that. But I like the I like the mechanics they have in here. I like the um the gun system they put in the game as far as the upgrading and and making legendary weapons and stuff like that. Like I like that whole thing and i want to support people can fly because if this dc dlc works then they'll obviously make the next dlc and so on and so forth so i don't know where you guys stand as far as do you guys think this is a live service game or you think it's more structured like i said like more of borderlands-esque uh it's not a live service game and i think that's actually a detriment overall i know that live service has a stigma to it but when you actually then go look at live service games that survive the first couple of years of the content drought and kind of really figure out what direction they want to go uh, ultimately those are what dominate you brought up you know borderlands is a great example and then you go and see why borderlands people aren't playing it even now you can go find plenty of videos of people upset of what wonderlands because it didn't come out and dominate and continue to dominate because right. you have to have consistent content but let's then take this and say what if there's a hybrid what if there's a middle ground that isn't live service which does have a stigma why i think they went in the direction that they went in because the people just want to pull it you like you said buy a game play a game sell a game you know just that's what we want um i think that that obviously is a market but imagine now if they went with a yearly expansion, if there's a success, that's not necessarily making it a live service, but right. that does mean that people are going to check back into an IP every year for a period of time, and then they'll go off and, and do whatever. And if they want to keep playing, they will. Now, 
I absolutely love Outriders. The one thing I would that would they could change that would make me very happy is the ability to turn off like the gore and and you know and the and the curse words because then I feel like I can play it around mm -hmm. the kids. Um, you know, Gears of War, for example, they give me that option. So I have a little bit more flexibility when it comes to Gears, and I love the Gears of War series. But with Outriders, it became a, a dad game. Like, like, okay, kids are in bed. Here is the window in which I can play it. And that there's nothing wrong with that, but it does it does limit my ability. And then when it would come down to, like, gaming choice, I chose to go play something else. The bugs didn't ultimately help, but I wasn't ultimately worried about them because having checked in with the game over the course of the last year, they fixed a lot of things. The game is immensely fun. Like when people, if people decide to pick it up or if they want to just go like, you know, when they start seeing content creators playing it and they go, hey, I own that game, right? I either got it through Game Pass or I did purchase it. And they go and touch it and they're like, they're going to immediately feel like the things that they got right. And one of the things, which is the most critical thing, it's the moment-to-moment -moment gameplay. What do you think, Lono? I actually think they would like it to be a live service game. And if you look at the details of the new endgame thing that they've built called the Trial of Taria Gratar, which is just a terrible name, but the Trial of Taria Gratar. They said it so many times in the trailer. I actually had no idea what they were saying. I was like <laughs> trying to play a guitar. What are you saying? And um, it's actually, it's it's built really well. It's very intelligent the way they've built it. There's routes you can choose by going through it and choosing those routes as a way to target farm gear and the way they've, they've structured it feels like they're thinking can we build a bunch of things like this? Because if all the expeditions were built like the trial of Tarya Gratar, then the end game would be insanely huge. And it's something that you could add then seasonal content, new gear to farm, new, new routes. You just go into a thing and just add a couple routes and all of a sudden you've got more stuff. So it feels to me like they are continuing to iterate and experiment with can we turn this into a live service game? Because when they updated everything with transmog and they got rid of the timers. So basically transmog is now a way to just be a collector. Like you can collect every visual like appearance in the game. It's super dope. Everybody should look to them on how to do transmog. I think they've done a great job. And then the way they've structured the end game and with getting rid of the timer and adding that loot uh, generosity and making it to where it's very accessible to just kind of continue to run it. And now they're doing this thing with the trial of Triagratar. They didn't just say, well, here's some new expeditions. They said, here's an entirely new way to go after gear in the game. That speaks volumes to me. That's, that's bigger than just here's more content. I think they're trying to think either about the next game, maybe. Maybe they're pulling a division here where they're going to mm. use like Division 1 to figure out everything for Division 2, even though Division 2 didn't seem to benefit that much from Division 1.8 as well as we would have hoped. It seems to be turning the corner now, but I would think Outriders is p planning something else. Whether it is ongoing, seasonal, maybe the annual DLC, that doesn't seem to be quick enough, but maybe right. that's what they do for a a year or two while they build the foundation for the next game but mm -hmm. I, I I didn't think that they were going to continue to try to do much with this game but when they detailed this new activity I thought there seems there's something more here that they're building it doesn't feel like just a slight continuation of content what, what I liked about 
Outriders is that if, see, if it becomes a live service game, I feel like they're going to put stuff, you know, like the the cosmetics, obviously, behind a season pass, a season battle pass, something like that. What I like about Outriders is you can earn everything in the game and go for everything in the game. And that's what makes it exciting. Like the way that the gear looks, the exotic gear looks, that's what's really cool about this game because it makes you, you go get it and just like the beta, right? You're just grinding and grinding and grinding over and over to boss to see if this thing drops. And that's part of the, lore, you know, the uh, the allure of of getting this stuff in the game. And I just want to make uh, real quick, thanks. Uh, I didn't know it was a full 10-hour campaign for the new DLC. Yeah. I thought it was like a four or five-hour thing. So if there's more campaign like that, I actually might get it because I'm, I'm a big story guy. I like the story, so. Well, the, in the story in and of itself, it sets up a, such an interesting world. And I actually agree with Lona. Like, if they evolve this into a live service game, whether it's a sequel that is then a live mm. service game or ultimately we end up looking back and we're like, oh, they added that and that. So it ends up being kind of a slower transition. I don't actually have any objection with it. I like the world. I like the gameplay. I the, I always kind of felt like, well, here's a great way to establish a brand new IP that people can get and they can get into the story. And then if they decide and if it's supported, then they can make the bigger investment because you start to look at some of the weaknesses of the game where like you don't really have a drop in drop out multiplayer. There's, there's things that the game I think would benefit from that other games do really well. In fact, if you guys haven't played the new ten, uh, Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtle game, it. it's an absolute must. It's an yep. absolute must. Like they, absolutely got what they're going for and one of the things that you just really appreciate it does have that arcade feel of drop in drop out multiplayer there's not all this rigmarole that you have to go through in order for you to actually just start having fun and i think outriders would have benefited from that but you know what we are where we are the hub and spoke system of how the map design you know is what it is you're not in this persistent like online world in which that i think some people felt maybe marketed to but that's that's the curse that people apply to it when anytime somebody say Destiny Killer, I'd be like, shut the F up, right. please. Like that, you're setting expectations all wrong. Destiny got to where it is after like, you know, seven or eight years and, and some things right, some things wrong. But Outriders, I think, could absolutely be a franchise like that. The only thing I do also still feel like is holding it back and maybe it's it's its strength is the M rating without the option to downscale. I don't want to hammer on that too much, but I mean, it is something that's different, visually different, you know, you know, it is not going to be, you know, easily compared to that of a division, et cetera. But um, I, I personally, I, I, I really had a great time playing it. I wish it didn't have the, uh, the launch issues it had. I think it would have had way more life and momentum going into the summer, but it wasn't ever going to be a game that held on to everybody for the entire year. And I, and some content creators were saying that, oh yeah, like, like I'm like, who, what what are you saying that I'm not? Like I it's got a story, it's got builds, it's got a light end game, you know. It's gonna be fun to play with your friends and then you're gonna dip out and go and go play something else, like everybody yeah. does. Uh, I, you know, so I, I anticipate the same thing with this version, but if they do get to a seasonal model, maybe they can set a new standard. I know that some people suck at it, right? We just got off the Diablo Immortal you know, BS train of all of what they're doing. It doesn't mean that everybody has to follow into that like cosmetic and just trying to milk every, every dime out of you. But I don't know what that model looks like. I'd be willing for them to, you know, for, for experimentation within, within the genre. There's a whole other aspect too, to what they're doing with the apocalypse tiers and the apocalypse gear. They're taking existing gear making it better like you can get apocalypse versions of stuff that's going to have more 
uh, an extra slot on it for this, that increased mm-hmm. customization. Now, they can't do that for forever, right? Like, we can't go beyond Apocalypse and get into, you know, Platinum Apocalypse gear where there's like four four I'm slots. Yeah, yes, we <laughs> yes, we can. Yes, we can. But I do think I do think that continues to hint at they're testing elasticity. Like how many layers can we add here, and and how much movement do we have within those layers? Like once you get all this Apocalypse gear, maybe they start doing seasonal updates where there's all sorts of cool new mod combinations or mod presets or maybe set bonuses like if you slot every slot of your apocalypse gear with all three of these all of a sudden the gear completely changes i just i feel there's so much here that just smells like experimentation not just this we've had this planned all along it's like i think you guys i think you guys are tweaking and tinkering with the game here yeah as long as they don't come out with Outriders 2. I hate when companies make the second version of it and put a 2 behind it, right? Just make it Outriders. If you're going to do what you said, Lono, if they, if they make something else, make it Outriders World Slayer, but make it like Outriders Beyond or whatever. Just mm-hmm. give it a name. Yeah. Don't don't put a, a, a definite defying sequel behind the, the original game because I, I hate when they do that. Yeah, unless you're going to do such fundamental shift in the core of what the game is, you know, like, but uh, yeah, I absolutely agree with you on that. I, I keep hammering on this, and I, it's not fair because it's, they'll probably never fix it. And I, I really wish they would. People in chat have already kind of joked about it. That sound design is tough. It is really, really tough to take. I re- with Just this week, we watched a trailer for Evil West, and I was playing through Demon's Souls Remake today. And multiple times people remarked during Evil West and during today like oh the sound it sounds so good it's so so crunchy and so precise and then Outriders sounds so muddy and bad and it's hard to even describe it because so few games struggle with sound design today like I've played indie titles and everything sounds dope and really legitimate and very crisp and very well done and I can't even describe it it's if is it over compressed or it's almost like when you put a compressor on in OBS and you're kind of getting loud and you can tell that the compressor is working against the volume but it's that combined with just so many audio sources stepping on each other maybe they're yeah. all hitting similar frequencies or something I, I'm not an audiophile but buddy it's tough to play this game at, at great lengths because of the audio it kind of gives me a headache yeah. Yeah, the sound design is is uh, nothing like a Call of Duty. Like when the Call of Duty guns are, are are being shot, and you feel that like that bass when it hits. You know what I mean? It feels it sounds so good. It also makes the gun feel feel better because the sound is so good. Outriders, you don't get that. Outriders, you're you're just like you could you could like lower the volume all the way down and be like, I'm enjoying the game because just because I'm getting loot, right? Not because of the sound quality. Yeah, it's uh, as uh, as somebody who's probably a little bit biased on it. I think I still think that New World has the like absolute best sound design that I've experienced in any of game any game in in a long long time. And that's one of the things I always hear. Like despite people's problems with it, it comes into the fact of like that game sounds absolutely like I still have nightmares. I close my eyes and hear them casting spells. Like I I, I still hear New World. (laughs) Well, it's. I don't like comparing every game, but Division 2, it's not even a, a big game for me. It's not like a home game. But I recently played it, and just everything sounds so good. There's just there's a crispness. You pick something up. Mm-hmm. There's just these little touches, and when gear drops, there's this great sound, and the guns, and reloading. And 
I don't know. That's super important. We 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 hammered away on that particular thing with New World, and I said, listen, if there's something that New World has gotten right that will lead to this game's success long term, is if they you know if they can finally have their 2.0 moment or re- reinvigoration, or maybe they do the No Man's Sky thing. Maybe it takes a couple years, but they do all these great updates. I said, it feels great to be yep. in the world, chopping a tree, hitting a stone, hearing trees fall. Like it just, it, If you get that right, then I want to be in your game sort of by default. They just want to yeah. be in there and doing stuff. And we all know that Destiny nailed this, and I think Division gets mm-hmm. it right. I think New York gets it right. Certain games just get that right. And I think, funny enough, if Outriders wants to evolve into a live service game, I think that has to be a consideration. You got to make it sound good. It's got to feel good to be in the game because I, I want to be in there looting. I want to do looties and shooties. I always tell people that. Like, I love to get in that little content loop and just be looting and shooting. But man, oh man, the immersion and, and sound plays a huge part. It's so it's so true because it'll be interesting to see in the long run because one of the things that I like when you hear Destiny or Halo or even like yes, even Des like Division like. Even if I'm not actively playing it, let's say I am just, you know, lurking on a stream, right? And then it, they raid somebody over on on the purple platform. And then you just like, you're starting to get audio and you're like, you can immediately without even looking, identify yeah. that. And it has such a power to really bring out these feelings and emotions. And I think that's one of the things that, especially when it comes to marketing and PR, when you start to see like these trailers, like, you know, we don't even praise just the sound design and how tr- like trailers and hype trailers are presented because I think that's a key aspect as of it. One, one key factor is that whenever you're struggling in a game, if you're having a hard time on a boss, you know what's interesting? Maybe mute the sound and you might actually find yourself like easily overcoming uh, whatever you're you're doing is challenging because that is that is the, the a part of it and that's why I, like these ga- the games that get it right like oh my gosh it is such it is so true but you might not even think about it it, it could be second it could just be this this thing that exists and then all of a sudden you take it away and then you realize it but yeah I, I agree with you Lono especially Outriders in, in in its long term success if they can actually get that pillar down um, yeah I think that that ends up helping them out in the long run well. If sound design can help New World, you know, make people want to be in there, what it really needs is is content. And I'm I'm actually interested because I I drifted from New World. I stepped away. Same. I said mm-hmm. I said, you know, I just I can't do it. The I felt it was so layered. The frustration with the the late game was layered for me. It slowed down so so much that gameplay sessions were very unsatisfying because of that. Mm-hmm. And then yeah. I did feel like some of the areas were even unenjoyable to be in. So you're trying to level, so you're going to tough areas. And just those areas were just, they weren't fun to be in. It would have been one thing if it was fun to be there and the leveling was just slow, but it was sort of hitting, getting hit from both sides. Not enjoyable, dying a lot. Everything seems really strong. And my gosh, I still haven't hit max level. And then they had some not so great ideas for end game structure. Now they've made a ton of changes, which oh, yeah. I... I can say virtually nothing about because I I was I, I had drifted from it and now they've got this sort of next era and stage that it feels like they're stepping into. Ginger, you're you're paying more attention to this game, covering a little bit more than me. Where where mm. are we? Where are we now? Like if if you can give us a too long didn't read about sort of what yeah. they've done to get us to here, and then where does it seem like they're going? 
So there is so much good news about New World that you will hear it because there's a, there's an overwhelming amount of what we call doomers that are out there that are just trying to have this game quieted. Like one of the things I'll often say is people are like, oh, I haven't heard anybody talk about New World positively. A couple of key factors here. You actually go out to the subreddit for New World and people are actually talking about it positively. I rarely see a subreddit talking about the potential for a game. And here's why. Because when it comes down to it, they have put a lot of work into the game. Is it the amount of content that it's going to continue to retain to the player base? Not yet. I, I argue, and I would make this case a thousand times, is that the best way that New World uh, is able to build out trust, because that's the thing that they lack. Amazon doesn't have a track record that people can look back on and say, oh, Nintendo's been around for so odd years. Okay, yeah, they'll keep working on it if, even if they don't get it right. The, the devs are showing that they are working on the game. And March actually was a really big update, introduced a new weapon. They've refined a lot of the, the friction points in the game itself. Fast travel's been uh, immensely... Actually, it's really a not... Fast travel's really not an issue. If you control the, the right, correct fort you'll legitimately not have to pay for anything. Like, you could just go wherever you want. It's free. Um, you know, and so there's all these different kind of incentives if you choose to take care of it. But at most, it's going to cost you 20 po uh, points of Azoth, which I'm always at cap. If you even play the game for, like, casually 30 minutes a, a week, you'll be, like, at cap. So you just go wherever the heck you need to go. But really where it is is, like, where is it going? And there's a couple of things that we learned this week that I think are absolutely critical to its success. First and foremost, we know that they put out a roadmap. They've already finished up one third of that roadmap. We're about to step into the next third. And then this fall around the one year anniversary, we're going to get the great sword. We're going to get a new region or, or who knows what else. And when I say who knows what else is that they've detailed leaderboards for PVE and PVP content. They've detailed the new zones, the new, uh, new dungeons, new mutators, like all of this new stuff that all sounds great. But what they just did right this week is they surprised us. And one of the things that we were talking about, uh, you know, just behind the scenes and just generally is that, well, like, it's a decent roadmap, but it doesn't feel, like, powerful. It doesn't feel like, oh, this is the update. July's update that's going to be rolling out here, it's just into the PTR right now, but it's going to be rolling out here in the next couple of weeks. They did something that I think is a real sign of health. They delivered something that's surprising and also at the same time fun in an interesting way. They've added instruments and you add, they've added them as a skill trade. Like it's a trade skill that you can collect songs and you can level up and you can play music and you and anybody listening to your performance can get buffs that help in the world. Not like combat buffs, but like you want to increase your gathering, you want to increase your experience, you want to increase this. And so the better people play, the better these buffs can end up being. And that is something they didn't talk about at all. And all of a sudden, they're like, hey, here's this cool system. What that tells me is that there is still a lot of passion and a lot of love that the dev team is pouring in. Because somebody was like, hey, let's let's have some fun, right? What other things can we can we build and, and add in? And so not only is it a collection game, but it's also something that adds into like a role-playing aspect. But then it's also something that actually benefits you even if you have no interest in, in doing it. You could just be in town and all of a sudden somebody's over there playing some of the music and you benefit from that. And there's a communal aspect to it. That's the surprising thing. They didn't talk about it at all. So according to the roadmap, 
this is just bonus stuff. And that's one of the things I like to see because I don't think they need to detail every little aspect of it, but it tells me that there's a lot of love, passion, and creativity in the team. And they're just, and they're working behind the scenes and things, you know, in game development take time. Also what's happening in July, Group Finder. So Dungeon Keys no longer are a thing. In fact, they're just going to take anybody with Dungeon Keys and turn that into basically a, a loot box of dungeon loot from that dungeon. So it's like, hey... So if you guys aren't playing right now, honestly, this is the time. It costs you nothing. You should at least log in because you can buy up these keys from your faction vendor and come when the update goes live, you can just pop these open and all of a sudden you can just boost up. You know, like if you feel like uh, your, your progress is a little sluggish, come to the end of July, you could actually, like, you could find yourself like right within striking distance of of being at the current cap. But no longer, uh, dungeons, no friction there. You want to run the dungeons? There you go. They're doing a weird system. I'm gonna get. I want to get you all thoughts on it because there's two more updates I want to share before we discuss it. But they are adding a basically instead of keys that you have the ability to run 15 dungeons a day of the normal dungeons. So there, there's a limiter because they don't want you just only in one aspect. Why 15? Well, that's a, that's a question. Like you know, we'll talk about it. And then overall, for the mutated dungeons, you get 25 per week. And so the and the mutated is the highest level uh, like aspirational PVE content currently in the game, and my only thing and we all have to we have to play around with the patch notes. My only thing is that as long as you can still go in with friends, then there's not a problem. Because if they want to, it's time gating, but it's time gating within the MMO. It's that okay? Well, the time gate was this key system that we had in place so that you it would take time to get the keys and then you would do the dungeon now since there's no keys to get in we want to make sure that you know you're not just forsaking the the rest of the game uh and, and essentially keeping it to where if you're a new player you're coming in you you're not going to necessarily get completely like blown away by somebody who's like actively playing each and every week like we can debate that as a part of an MMO philosophy in and of itself personally speaking it frustrates me but then you have crafted gear to make up the difference so it is what it is. Um, and then essentially they also added in this, this the updated the salvaging system. Right now salvaging just gives you repair materials and a coin. Now there's a chance for what's called a perfect salvage, which actually can reward you with crafting experience, with uh, end game progression, with gypsum, and with all of these things. So they, like you take all of these little one things. No, this isn't, July's update isn't going to be the update that all of a sudden you see 100,000 concurrent players mm. playing New World again. But what it is is it's the foundational stuff. Is that we they 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 got the, the group finder, meaning it's going to be much easier to be able to get into dungeons. Um, they've got the salvaging system, meaning you can take dungeon loot and actually turn that into the piece that you want. There's a whole salvage and and crafting you know thing of like, oh, you're actually targeting that spear. Imagine if you're like, I've been chasing the spear, I never dropped. This is not fun. Now you can take whatever the hell you got anyway, salvage them into, into materials, and then actually craft the spear so you're not sitting here going like, all right, and you could actually team up with a crafter if you didn't want to grind down on crafting. So all of these things I think are really good foundational. We're going to go into the fall, great sword, lots of new updates, a lot of improvements, and I'm also wondering what other surprises are do they have in store if they're willing to put in musics and a whole new trade skill, which has me excited, um, but the fact they're willing to do that... I still think that the expansion is going like if they do an expansion, that's the right model going forward because that communicates to everybody that they're really in it for the long haul. They can say it. They said that they're in it for 10 years, no matter what, come hell or high water. But words are just words. We've all been through Anthem. You know, every every gamer's had that game that, yeah, like they're going to do it. They're saying they're going to do it. And then they say, sorry. Um, 
I do believe that Amazon's going to do it, and uh, <laughs> um, we'll we'll see. You know, if, if that ends up being uh, that being true, but I still think that, a them announcing a, like sometime after this fall update, if they announce an expansion for the spring, again, all all assumptions on my part, that then communicates to people who've taken a break that there's a reason to come back and invest your time because there's going to be a lot more content down the road. MMOs are an investment; they're a relationship, and they're a game. And you got to make sure trust helps cover the gap. And the only thing that can build trust is time. And I think Amazon's showing that based off of what they're already doing, they're in it and they're doing a good job. And anybody telling you that they're not, I would question that viewpoint. But that's just my personal bias. Gentlemen, I've given you the monologue. That's my TED Talk. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks for coming. Thanks for um, coming. I, I laugh when you said the music thing because I used to play a game, one of my favorite MMOs of all time was Star Wars Galaxy Online. I don't know if you've ever played it. I don't know if you've ever yeah. tried it. Okay. They had a music uh, uh, skill in there where you did the buffs and stuff like that. And I always wondered why all these other MMOs don't do... Like, you could say what you want about how good or bad it was. There was mechanics that were in star Wars galaxies to this day that they didn't implement back into any other MMO. And there were good ones, right? Like the, the, the way that you could go across, let's say Tatooine, and there was nothing there. You would go there week after week, go across the same thing to go to dungeons or whatever. And then all of a sudden a house would appear in the middle of the desert. And then all of a sudden two houses would appear there. And then all of a sudden there was a three and then there was a town. And then you could uh, be uh, politicians. Like you could run your town and you could get a spaceport and you could do all these things in the upgrades. And I was like, oh, it's so cool because it, it – just like you said, MMOs is a relationship. It's a it's it's like a, a second life that you're living into this into this world. And I thought Star Wars Galaxies did a great job. They also did it with doctors, and they also did it with musicians, and they also did it with like bartenders, where you could make drinks, get buffs by selling those drinks, and people. And it made this whole like community thing go on in the MMO. So the music buffs that were happening inside Star Wars Galaxies was really cool because you would go into a town square. Okay, and then you would see just hundreds of people just sitting there and people are all playing. And then what was really cool is someone would have a different instrument. It was sort of like Sea of Thieves, where if two people played an instrument, then all of a sudden it would tune together to make that song that happened. It would play actual soundtracks from uh, from Star Wars or whatnot. And I thought it was really cool. And I was like, man, it'd be really cool if another game did this. And I laughed because when I first started playing New World, I was like, man, New World seems like a really cool, because I really like all the skills that you can level up and just chopping down trees and killing boars and all that stuff. I was, I was like, oh, this is so great because it reminded me of Star Wars Galaxies. And then when the towns came in, I was like, oh, it'd be really cool if they did what Star Wars Galaxies did and did the music thing and also did the town build thing and now you just said the music thing's here and it was a surprise and i'm like oh wait maybe they'll add the other stuff that i was talking about in the they they had a lot of that stuff as in as a part of their like in dev meaning that when it comes to the things that you're alluding to we haven't had confirmation but that is a possibility see really like new world one just like lono said about the sound design of other things the sound design for new world it, it is it's it's almost like when you kill something and a loot drops right you get that sound you're like ooh, i get the looties right but yeah. when you do it with the with the resources you're chopping down trees or even pecking at a at a, at a at a stone or hitting someone or doing your your cast everything about that game is just so crisp and so good and it makes you want to continue playing yeah 
I really enjoyed playing, but my server got destroyed that I was on, like completely mm -hmm. destroyed. Like people went other where, other places and stuff. And our we had we had the uh, the whole map taken over in the in the the guild I was in, and then all of a sudden now there's nobody left. So I'm I, there by myself. No one's there. So I haven't switched servers yet. So you should come I join me. You should come I join haven't. Me. I, I would love to. Uh, I would love to join a server where there's people that are actually playing and play oh, together yeah. because my downfall of New World for myself is because I'm playing solo and I don't know if they changed the, the respawn rates and stuff, but when I had to go on some missions or some quests, I would slowly methodically go to get to that boss and kill all the things to get there. And then all of a sudden it was a little too hard for me or I would get overwhelmed because the things that I killed mm -hmm. behind me respawned in and I was like overtaken and then I would die and then I have to do the whole thing over again. And then it, it was a real waste time waster because when you're playing a game like that, you're like, all right, if I have 45 minutes to an hour, I want to do, I want to do a thing. And then when that thing doesn't happen, you're like, oh, I just wasted my time, right? And it gets frustrated because no one's there to help you. The game is a completely different game when you're playing with two other people, one other person, two other people, and you're all rushing through something and playing. It feels good. It's a good balance oh, yeah. there. Um, but the solo aspect is is brutal when you're when you're playing and you're leveling up. They've added a little quality of life that you have a natural healing ability without eating food, et cetera, that just ticks up as long as you're not in combat. Um, but yes, like there are areas of this game that will own you if you're not careful. And so there is like this interesting difficulty scaling uh, aspect of it. There's plenty of, of quests that have, have having done. I know I can handle this solo. And there's other quests in even lower level zones that I'm like, oh, I know that I need to bring a friend on that and just because you yeah you you described it right what happens is that you you're handling it and then all of a sudden respawns because it might be taking you a little bit too longer to kill something start popping up behind you and then you back up and then all of a sudden you're like well yeah. now and now i'm dead and uh you know so that that is actually something that still does happen but uh i think i'm on ofreneru fufu something i don't know uh yeah i can't ever pronounce any of the words outside of the like eden i was like oh man eden um <laughs> but uh yeah if you ever if you ever need a friend like we play and uh, i've been working on uh you know getting more uh, live streams in fact actually july 1st through the 4th is a massive double xp weekend uh crafting gathering uh, you know, uh, weapons, uh, character experience doubled uh, for the 4th of July weekend. So I know Lona's out of town, but if anybody wants to come play, I'm out of town up, as well. I'm not. I was, out, I was out. I missed the last level XP weekend because I was out of town. So I was like, I told Julie, I was like, all right, I first and second, I got to I want to spend some time in New World because I'm I'm trying to finish level capping all my weapons. So I'm absolutely in love with it. I'm a little bit biased, but I would like to know Lona's thoughts about what he's if he's heard anything interesting. Well, like you, you said a couple of things that got my attention because, like, I always found the needing to make the keys for the dungeons. That was one of the first things I tripped on. I was like, what? Seriously? Like, I remember I got to a point where I just wanted to grind a dungeon and I couldn't. And I thought, this is such an odd decision. But I think that obviously stems from the PvP aspects. And I, I've got thoughts about that as well with something that I'd love to see them do. But in, in the immediate future... The fact that I can go run 15 dungeons a day and I can run 25 mutated dungeons a week, I I love that. I, the only dilemma, obviously, would be is, do they just limit your drops? Because you kind of said that. Like, if you hit your limit and your buddy wants to go run one, are you like, sorry, I can't. Like, I, I'm not allowed in. I'm out of tickets. Like, you know what I mean? Like, they've got to yeah. consider... <laughs> that I understand protecting players and I understand protecting players from themselves and having to limit things. I do think games can do that to a fault. I think they can get sort of 
uh, lost in the weeds of we don't want the player to do all this stuff and then it comes out on the other end and it's a little unappealing it's like well you didn't really design something that's organic or flows well and I think that's how the game was at vanilla because it completely short circuited my my drive to play Uh, the other thing that I remember being pretty frustrated by was you have all these great dungeons and all these great mechanics but I leave so many of them behind me they don't matter anymore like they don't give me anything that's relevant to where I am that's such an unfortunate thing to do because I remember one of the things I said very early on was wow they're really good at creating PvE content which is really surprising because the original concept of this game was primarily a PvP game with territory wars and fights and stuff. It's like these yeah. these dungeons are good. Like what yeah. you guys are really good at PvE. What are, what are y'all wasting your time for on this PvP stuff? Like you guys are as good a at this. Final Fantasy fourteen player, mm-hmm. their dungeons are phenomenal in New World. Like New World does not, like makes Final Fantasy fourteen look like you know i'm glad you went to school and you walked down your hallway welcome to our dungeons where like they are really well designed visually impressive the good news is the mutator system takes the older dungeons and levels them up to you and then you get a push against them as 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 much as you can and when they add in the group finder tool it's not matchmaking let me be clear it's you make a listing and then you say i want this and so what for me as a content creator that helps me to sit here and make a listing and say, guys, listings up, jump on in, and then we're going to go run it. And the reason why I'm against matchmaking is that I think as, as much as people use it, they don't realize the ultimate cost of matchmaking, which ends up being either player choice in terms of how they have their build, or because like, imagine getting match made with nothing but people with swords and, and boards. And you're like, anybody bring a live staff? And they're like, nope. Uh, or essentially in the content and how it's designed where that's where you run into Final Fantasy 14 where you literally you know the joke in 14 people want a system like they have in New World because they're like the dungeons are beautiful but they're just you just you just melt them down and then just move on to the next thing Mm -hmm. and so you're you're clearing a dungeon in 14 and you know if you know what you're doing in 10 minutes and if you get paired with somebody who doesn't 15 minutes so you're not sitting here going like well that took forever um and then in in new world like you are in more for a longer commitment because they are meatier and so when it comes down to the the gating of 15 a day like roughly speaking let's say you sped run them at 30 minutes like you're still looking at a decent chunk of content for one given day and as long as they don't let as long as they're not gatekeeping anybody like lono gets off work and i'm like yeah i'll come join you i grinded it out today or whatever as long as we can still play together i don't think there's gonna be a problem but i'll I'll, I'll know more as we explore the patch notes on that here in the future. Mm-hmm. It's funny that they did that because I was a week into the game and said, man, I really hope they think that through. Like when I get all the way to the end, can you do something to turn on like a hard mode of the, of the dungeon? Right. So it, it maintains its relevancy. Like it's, I started to feel like I was playing another game. I used to cover. It's like, you guys didn't think this through like that. You're, you're invalidating all your great content. So I'm really encouraged to hear they did that because not that that's original to me. That's a, that's just a kind of a sensible thing to do with your content and your capital is to create that hard mode, create that end game version. So it, it maintains its relevancy. And the other thing I, I know people are going to fight me on this, but I, I really got to think there are, probably people out there that would love to be on a PvE server and people that would love to be on a PvP server because yes. there's such different types of players and I know people are going to fight me on this but it seems 
it seems to run contrary to the game's identity but I don't think so because I really think what you'd end up doing is is you'd really funnel and focus and have all those mm-hmm. PvP homies be like thank goodness we don't have all these you know as PvE ninnies in here and the PvE players <laughs> be like oh this is great I don't have to worry about any of that nonsense I can chop down trees all day and just I don't have to worry about territory control and all of that like I think they've got to consider that long term, and I I know they might not want to, but there's another game that has flourished because it released some of its philosophical ideals and it did what was necessary, and that's No Man's Sky. I think sometimes you just got to let go of what you think is best and give people what they're asking for. I I yeah. feel like it would make a difference. <laughs> yeah, I think uh, you know just to kind of iterate, like from what I've seen from the devs is that. They're listening, they're communicating. So they're like saying, hey, we hear you saying this and they're saying it back to make sure that are we saying the same thing? That's one thing that sometimes where you see friction between devs and and players. They're like, oh, they don't care. It's like, no, no, no. Like, okay, we hear you saying X. This is our thoughts about it. And then there's a dialogue. And I really respect that, especially in a game like this. So that's why I would say, like, if even if it's not the be all end all to bring you back and you're going to just consume the content and just keep playing it, you have such power. Like, j- just us three alone have such power in submitting feedback and saying what we like and what we don't. They've added like this PvP reward track. So, PvP players actually got a lot of updates with the last update in May. Now, I, I would describe the next update as the PvE update, and maybe then we'll have another update that adds more in PvP. So there's this, you know, they are addressing the fact that, like, there's obviously two different playstyles in both, but I think there's a symbiosis that's important to maintain there, but that'll be a long thing. But I would say, especially if you already own the game, like if anybody here in chat listening to these words already owns the game, I would recommend you update it, you log in, you check out the changes, and then you go tell them what you want. Right. Because I don't want them to make the game that I want. I, I like them to get as many voices in on this. And if the voices that are limited, or like if it you know gets down right now, roughly they have around 200,000 players a month playing New World. And that's the math. When, we, when you actually look at the hours played and you look at industry standard numbers, like this is MMO territory. This is why I'm an expert on this stuff. Like that's the numbers. They were in March around four hundred thousand. So we're still seeing a drop in active player base, but still that's good. gonna yeah, it's still good. Like that's naturally gonna ebb and flow. Uh, but what you do see is content being king. Whenever they do a big update, the last update with the with the blunderbuss, which is by far my favorite weapon in the game, it is a blast to play. And if you haven't played with the blunderbuss, get ready for a freaking really good time. It's gonna change how you think about builds and and so much. But. Uh, what you do have the power and if you actually care about this game right tell them because they're right now especially actively like listening and you can and the proof's in the pudding the proof's in the pudding they're giving their vision they're they're sitting down every month and telling every and talking to us like you're human beings and then they're and then, and then they're talking about this is when we're looking at it and then also they got surprises in their holster so I couldn't be happier to be a new world player right now and all I could do is encourage people to keep giving it a chance and to hope that it continues to get better and don't listen to doomers who are just like actively like always trying to like dog on every last little bit of thing. The world is in a crazy spot right now. I say have a little hope <laughs> or a little hopium. <laughs> the other thing I would say is that, and I mentioned this game, it's, it's going to seem very strange to, to invoke this game into the discussion again, but I think they need to look at No Man's Sky and say <laughs> what how do we how do we get this game to a good place and i think 
No Man's Sky has done a, a fantastic job of all these great free updates that completely overhauled and added certain things, certain facets. I think if they took that approach and that philosophy and then arrived at a point where they could do similar to what Hello Games has done with the Expeditions, where you get that seasonal character, that would be great in New World. To, to go into a seasonal server where that ground rush is new and all the characters are new, everything is fresh. It's kind of like it's got that new car smell. There is something to that. Diablo 3 has shown that, and so has No Man's Sky. I think that's what they should be setting their sights on because that would give both more casual players as well as hardcore players just that opportunity to have that fresh feel again and just just kind of enjoy that seasonal flow and then that could then funnel really cool awesome cosmetic rewards and other benefits and things to your main character same same way they do it no man's sky i think would be a, a really really great destination for this game's ongoing content rhythm and I know people are like, hey, if you don't want to PvP, you don't have to. Just don't flag for it. I, I, I have to say, at, from a psychological level, being on a server where you don't care about PvP, but the entire server's structure and map and flow is affected by PvP, yeah. there's an entire section of the game that you can enjoy, and it also sort of affects your gameplay. So I, it'd be great if they took all those PvP quests that give you more stuff. And if I went into a PvE server, those quests would be significantly harder. Maybe add mutators to the quests in some way. Make them more challenging. Make them harder to justify the increased XP and payout. Maybe do something with the the invasions, because those are PvE. Maybe do something with those outpost rushes. Do something with that so that it's it's like a it's got that alternate version, but it's there for people that just don't want to get into player versus player environments and entanglements. And again, I feel like hardcore PvP players would maybe like a server that's a lot yeah. more dedicated to that way of playing as opposed to having folks like myself in there. It'd be a great experiment. Like, let's, you know, that's one of the things that I, I wish we'd even see in Final Fantasy 14. There's a lot of players who really want a dangerous open world and all of these things that just doesn't work on the massive scale, right? Like, I want full loot, open world PvP. Yeah, you and 300 people. Like it's like from a marketing and a and a perspective, like the the money is not there that it's actually sustainable. So it's like I there yes, there is a demand. Honestly, I would like to play on that game as well. And I hope that we get to see them experiment with that. Like if they are able to spin up a server that is that you can't transfer on, can't transfer off, it is literally just that. I say, let's see. Let's 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 put people's words to the test and if that server is a success and you can't get on that server then spin up another server and then literally you would i mean it would be a game that has two different flavors to it but i I think the risk would be low if they went in that direction because then ultimately if no one shows up to that server you can be like okay like it's here you know it's for you you say you want it do you do you really a lot of people talk but actions well, speak louder, in my opinion. Go ahead. Real, real quick, the Fallout 76 had this problem, right? Uh, Todd Howard and, and, and Pete Hines talked about how Fallout 76 was a, a test of how they wanted to make it a PvP. This is why they didn't put the NPCs in the game right away, and they wanted to have people go up against each other. Not like a battle royale, but just live in the world like a PvP. Yet the community didn't want a PvP battle, and they literally turned the whole server, basically, or any, even though it's only 16 or 32 people, whatever it is, they, they were all 
passive. They all didn't want to fight each other. They wanted to work together to build a world in this PvP uh, uh, map that they built. And they're like, it's so weird that everyone didn't want to fight each other. They wanted to just work together and beat the, the content. And I, I do, I, I, I agree with Lona. I think there's, even in Sea of Thieves, People say, well, Sea of Thieves, not Sea of Bros, right? Right, But it, people would like a Sea of Thieves where it's just PvE. And they are getting more stories and PvE driven there as well. Um, but yeah, if there's a PvP content and a PvP world, but when it's baked in to the core of the game, which it is in New World, PvP, the territories is a huge part of the game, right? So it would be a really hard test to do considering the whole game is baked around territories and taxes and people owning certain things. And so I don't know if it would work. It would be a, a big overhaul that they would have to do with the game. And I don't think, I don't think they would take the, the time to unbake it, to just make a PVE world. This is why they have the pop in, pop out with the flag as, as far as the, you want to be a PVP player, PVE player. I think it's a good balance. Personally, I think it's a good balance in there because mm -hmm. the people that don't want to be a part of the PVP, but at the same time, you are going to have a harder time leveling up because there is more stuff for you to do when you are a PVP player. Yeah. The territory control, I think would be the biggest dilemma because the only there, how would you affect territory control? You know, like what would that even look like if if I'm green and you're orange and somebody else is purple? I would. Here's how I fix that. Just to jump in on it, mm -hmm. in, a, in a dedicated PvP server, I say faction controls out, and it's all about company control. So literally, you could end up having a wider range. Like it could be like there's just two companies, or this you know ends up having a hundred different companies all competing. Um, I think essentially you have to tweak some bigger aspects. They brought in faction once they got rid of the open world full loop PVP because there was this control aspect. But then once they said, oh, if you're not, if you know, how do we manage that? And that was the solution. And, you know, that, that I just wanted to jump in on that because it, like there was a change where this game was that and then they brought in the faction system to help mitigate that change. Right. Yeah, well, and, and Eugene's saying, you know, ask them to make that game, not change the one they've made, or or uh, or ask them to make that game, not change this one. I don't understand buying into a game and demanding that they make it different. Well, the thing is, it's so funny, and this is, this is what's going to be funny with Ashes of Creation, right? Is that Ashes of Creation's doing what New World originally intended to do, which is that PvP's on all the time, okay? And they got consistent feedback... And then they were like, okay, we better not do this. And so Ashes of Creation's like, no, we're, we're actually going to do that. And so you have to consider where players are right now. And I just, I don't think a hardcore always on PVP thing is, is going to be as awesome as everybody thinks it is. I think it's a short road. I think it just turns to degenerate play styles and griefing and annoyance and nuisance. I'm telling you, Player Exodus in New World was related to ter territory control and PvP. That was one of the reasons that lots of people were just like, I'm not having a good time. And whether or not that's the player's fault or their fault, that's just important information. That's something right. for other games yeah. to realize. That's something for other games to you know consider is that that's just not something that seems to be in demand. It also doesn't seem sustainable. It just from a pragmatic economical standpoint, it doesn't seem to sustain a player base. It doesn't seem to keep people around. And I look at Ashes of Creation, I think the exact same thing. I was like, I don't know. You better be really, really set up to keep it turning sour because people will walk away if they feel like they're just getting griefed and picked on. And if if you can give that just 
healthy content loop that keeps going so many games are proving that people dig that whether it's the long-standing run of destiny or you know the division is seemingly coming back around people were dying for anthem to fix itself they like people want games like this and i don't know if it's a generational thing i don't know if it's just people are now you know the average age of gamers is you know 28 and up and so many of us are in stages of life where we're just we're not looking for that we're looking to chill and have a good time not play everquest for eight hours a night and lose our part-time job at mcdonald's like all of us did in high school right i didn't do that but i had friends that did that right we're we can't do that now we're, we're moms we're dads we're college students we have responsibilities and i think that has shifted some of the the palette of of gamers away from wanting that so i'm extremely interested in how this game continues to go if anywhere with that pvp element and i'm also very interested to see what ashes of creation does with with their system as well the thing that concerns me with ashes is that um will they be able to financially sustain the drop you know like when you look at mmos they hype and ashes will be hyped and then essentially it will drop and then then you'll have people talking about the death spiral and you know creating you know fear so it's essentially if everybody just is having a good time and keeps playing it but as soon as you start to worry that your time investment isn't going to pay off like that's where you have to like really work hard to climb out of that and who knows like i hope that ashes doesn't have that and then they come out and then they really redefine what an mmorpg is going to be for the next 10 to 20 years but uh his story and data all show is that you're going to end up having that same cycle and if intrepid can continue to support the game and deliver content and in a pace that makes the player base happy then they'll be just fine and it doesn't matter what youtubers and content creators and streamers say however there is a real impact and we saw lots of little different you know it, it, it's such a fascinating case, a thing to study and, and again, like the thing when it comes down to it, any MMO, content is king. I think Final Fantasy XIV proves that. I think what Final Fantasy XIV proves is that if you talk to your players, you listen to your players, and you keep putting out content, and you make it very clear what your game is, people will continue to come back and check it out. And no matter how many people have come and told me they're done with fourteen because they put in an insane amount of hours and they burned out, I see those those same uh, names and same voices come back in six months, in nine months, in a year, and they're ready to come back and check out the game. And so I think that there's this mindset that, yeah, you might have stepped away. It could have been an update that frustrated you about New World. But if they keep putting out content, they're going to keep basically inviting you back in. And if you and th- and that's that relationship. Do you feel like your time is worth checking out the game? Right. another time and then again another time because people the people who talk about their their burnout with new world is that they'll, they'll come in just like they come in with any game that i play that's long term and then and it usually starts with i've got 600 hours in this game i've got 1200 hours in this game i've got 2000 hours in this game and i'm done there's something that kept you there right and it, at some point you burned out right you know and so the real challenge is that somebody's like you know i got five hours in this game and i really didn't like it like that's going to be a harder thing for me to kind of say, Hey, you should really come back and give this game another shot. They really fixed a lot of, you know, whatever it was that, that got you disinterested in. Cause honestly, I think you were just kind of like, I'm bored. I had 40 bucks and I checked it out and then I moved on to whatever else was happening. But when somebody says that they've got hundreds of hours already in the game and they're done, I say, you know, come back, check, you know, come back, check in in a couple of, couple months, go play some other games. You're going to have a really good time. And in a couple months you're going to come back and you're going to be like, Holy crap. 
they really made this game great. And the thing that I, I think proves that outside of my own personal view, I've talked with hundreds of you guys, hundreds of you guys in game and on you know, like my gender, like I have a gender, uh, uh, gender world gaming is focused only on new world content news, etc. I get all kinds of people saying, I've been away from this game for six months. I've come back and I'm having a freaking blast. Thank you for making this guy that got me back in. And that to me says that New World actually has a real future. If somebody is willing to come back and check out the game and they're like, holy freaking crap. And they're thanking me for making a guide. Like it just feels weird. That to me is a good sign of health. I would like it to happen with a larger number because I would love to go and make the video that says, why I was right about New World because <laughs> I said I already made the video why everybody's wrong about New World. I'm looking forward to making it sequel. The only thing that will help back that up in terms of it is I would like to make that video based off of pure data and people really do overvaluate the uh, the concurrent player number. But I would like to use that as a way of saying like what's what's the what's your excuse now? Like what's your what's your big uh, what's your big uh, problem now? But that's maybe a little bit petty on me on, me, on my end. <laughs> <laughs> Let's just call it how it is. Well, and I'm, I'm having a little bit of a debate and chat with, with Eugene about this because I think this is analogous to Sea of Thieves because it's so juxtaposed and almost dissonant. So much of New World is super chill. It's like super mm-hmm. chill yeah. and relaxing. Yeah. You can fish, okay? Don't don't tell me this is some hardcore and hit game. level cap on fishing. You can get to level 60 just by fishing. <laughs> you, can, you can fish. You can fish. No, I'm, you, you can chop down trees and hit rocks. Like, so much of the early game is just like this relaxing, almost ASMR meditative game. But I'm, I'm doing all this so I can go just grisly fight, rah, like PvP. It's like Sea of Thieves. It's like, hey, you want to dress up your pirate in your ship? Yeah? Grind your ass off and fight people. It's like, wait, I don't, I don't understand. These things feel so dissonant and not harmonious it's so casual and yet it's extremely hardcore it's so chill and yet i'm doing all this to go pvp you don't have to pvp in new world they literally rebuilt this game because so many people were like could i do all that and 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 not fight like because that's exactly what i did all all i would do is i would go to different towns and go to their market and see what they were missing and then i would go chop the trees do the rocks do all the stuff bring it to the town i would be like a trader and I would go between different things and give them because that's how I would make my money. It wasn't a thing that I was like hardcore doing. I was just like, hey, you know what? I'll log in today. I'll chop down 100 trees and then I'll put them on the store and see if it sells. And that's that's exactly what I did. If you, That's the most chill thing you could do in the game is just walk around, cut yeah. stuff. New World is by far the most relaxing game that I play. Yeah. And it, it gives me, it, it allows me to get sweaty if I want to get sweaty, but it doesn't require me to do that. And that's one of the things I really appreciate it, especially when you look at the MMO gotchas, you know, you look at Immortal, always trying to get you to log in, got to log in, got to, you know, it's like New World is just like, hey, welcome back. Let's have some fun. And then whatever direction you end up going, it's always, I always feel like I'm just building my own adventure. And I know, like I go in with like, maybe I'll do this. And sometimes I do that. And most of the time I end up logging in. Hey, I've met, I met a new friend and then we ended up going on this thing and then we did this thing and then this thing happened and then, oh my gosh, like it always ends up being that story, and sometimes, and it, but for me, it's just very relaxing because it doesn't feel like the game is making all this pressure on me to hit my. I got to do this, these things every day, so I can then go do the fun things I want to do. It's like no, like I'm just logging in, I'm having a fun time the entire time. And uh, and you said something that was really interesting. 
uh, 30. Um, and I, I completely forgot about it, but what, like whatever you said, like there is a real, Oh, they, they did, uh, join all the markets though. So you can't really go town to town. So all the markets oh, are they shared. Changed it now. They did. And it just, and because what ended up happening is you stopped playing and then everybody was like, the market I crashes. Yeah. yeah. The market <laughs> crashed so they end up saying like, listen, let, let's do it. Like taxes oh, so are all linked now. And But that does mean you're selling things a lot faster because demand, okay. like you can just buy it wherever you need it. That's a nice quality of life. They also made it to where you could move any of your stuff from any town that you have inventory for free. Oh, the storage? So, oh, that's nice. Yeah. Oh, it's basically, you all, you basically have unlimited storage now and you just kind of manage it. So I end up having like, here's my here's my cooking town. Here's all my cooking ingredients. Always goes here because I'm going to go over there and, and, that, and cook. That was a pain yeah. when you would be in one town. All of a sudden, you're like, oh, you're like, oh, I have to go back all the way to that town. Or if yeah. you didn't have enough, you know, to spend. Yeah. Yeah. That was a that was a bummer. If anybody, like, again, like the last thing I want to say on this is that looking here for this coming week is double character experience and then going into July 1st through the 4th weekend. Uh, that's a, just a double XP event. It's uh, it's not the July update. It doesn't have all the, the nice things that are coming that are on the PTR, but those are coming later. It would be really, I think if you ever purchase this game, you already own it, cost you nothing. If you're looking for something to do that weekend, it will be a really good weekend to come back and just see for yourself what all has changed. And if you're still looking for something, what I want more than anything else if you're still looking for something that the game doesn't offer, I want you to hit that go and give them that feedback of what it is that you're looking for because that is actually the biggest invaluable thing. New World to me has told me that they actively care about us as a community and they want to continue to make this game better. And I just want to make sure that the loudest voices aren't steering the game down in you know a direction. I think everybody should have a voice. And I feel like if you go and do that, that actually benefits me as a player. And so I thank you if you do that. No worries if you don't. I don't blame you either way. Uh, but I would encourage you that in, of course, in the next period of the next two weeks, it's a really good time to kind of check in on the game and see what's happened. Do you think <laughs> I, I do got to get a penny if you get if y'all do that? Like use Coke Ginger for New World. Yeah, like no, 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 no. <laughs> use Coke Ginger. He gets I a need kickback. A good, I need. A, I have no sponsors, so it's like at some point they'll be like, all, yeah. Use all of a sudden, a hand comes in and drops money in his hand, and it comes back out. <laughs> it's a, Amazon's at your door. Thank you. No, no, no. I the, know. I'm just messing <laughs> The thing I did. I mean, I do want to applaud them. I always found their dev updates to be really nice. It was like this is really great. Other companies should really take note here. This monthly thing where you just sit down and let people talk, and their level of transparency and candor, I actually think, should be modeled by more companies. I think they've actually done a very good job. I wish they would get away from everything being centered around Twitch drops because that makes it extremely hard to cover a game as a live streamer on YouTube because everyone's going over there. I get it. It's an Amazon-owned property, so they're going to be giving their purple platform love because we know that platform needs money, but the idea behind actually listening and having the monthly dialogue in the streams, I, I thought was very, very good. Well, I think they were actually uploads, but it felt like a stream. I wonder, have they said anything that makes it sound like this could come to console. I always thought they were going to do a Black Desert Online thing and eventually say, hey, we figured out how to really implement control support really well, and it seems like a game that would run okay. It'd probably have to be next-gen only, which is maybe why they're waiting, because yeah. I don't think this thing this thing would fry your old your, your PS4, your old Xboxes, because it's a yeah. pretty demanding game. No word on console, but that would, if that was in the future for the game, I think that'd be really exciting. But I think what you do in this regards, like when we, when we start to talk about 
strategic development and roadmaps for especially for games i think you make sure that you have so much content i think if they were going to do a console like you said as part of next gen like i wouldn't put that anywhere within two years and under because you want to sit here and really have that fleshed out you have tons of dungeons you've got like we've really figured out this game we've really built the game the players want and then hey guess what guys you can have it on another platform now it does run on geforce now so if you do have the bandwidth like this game runs great on geforce now guess what guys this game runs great on the steam deck i've got it running i actually have a guide there's a couple of things you have to do to kind of get it to, to work right works great on steam deck couldn't recommend it highly enough um but Yes, I think console would be great in the future, but no word on it yet. No word on native controller support. And if they were going to do console, you absolutely have to do native controller support. Amazon has its own platform, Luma. It's not even on that. Yeah, the I was just looking is, it up right now. I was listening. And, and the reason is because Luma would require they would have controller support. I do feel like it is. They've talked about controller support in the past, and then they essentially transitioned to, to Steam controller support. Um, I wouldn't. I think essentially for the if Amazon wants to do what Amazon says they want to do, then I think yeah, bring it to the consoles would be an interesting thing. However, I think essentially the easiest road to consoles would be to say it is a streaming version because that makes it much easier to develop. Because when you start to think about like certifications for Xbox and PlayStation, like that adds a lot more time, and that like I, the Amazon team isn't versed in that yet. Um, yeah. So, you know, like, I think it it, it is going to be a, a longer road to console if they ever do bring it to it. But I think Final Fantasy 14 shows that there's a value in actually being there in that in that space. Yeah, the, I did the PS Plus streaming thing. I'd worry about the moment to moment action. Just a, just enough input delay there would make that kind of tough. But I, I could see that being a, a, a route some people might try to take. Although I, I worry that the success of it would not work out well. I mean... The thing that I was always enjoying in New World was playing with other people, and I do miss that. I miss the dungeons. I miss running the content, you know, and, and running in the open world. I never got into the PvP, but I did like playing with other players. That's something that I've really mm-hmm. grown to love. And if they can continue to foster that, I think it'll be it'll do well. Yeah. But an- another game that recently hit the news cycle is taking the approach to playing with other players in such seemingly an outdated and archaic game this is my subject is because yeah. i'm a huge co-op guy i played every borderlands in existence and uh every diablo even including the one that we all hate now uh <laughs> i played them all i played them all i played all these great co-op games and i the only co-op game i've ever played that didn't allow me to progress my story or side quest when i was playing with a different person who was hosting was dying light one and i remember that being such a gut punch i played with my friend for four hours we booted up fresh in the morning we were really excited played for four hours went back the next day he was working so i was like well let me work on my own character my own play style or whatever i'm going to be doing and i had made no story progress because i was playing with him the whole time well redfall unveiled itself during the xbox bethesda showcase and they showed four characters they talked about how play by yourself or play co-op but then it became known in the wake of this announcement that you won't progress your story if you're playing with somebody else and they're the host, which is fine for someone like myself if I decide to play with my wife because we'll play together every night if we play. I mean, we're working our way through It Takes Two now, which is one of the best co-op games in existence. And this game, though, is seemingly designing itself around co-op play because there's four unique characters with abilities. There's loot and... 
I guess they had this really weird paragraph on their website about <laughs> they want people to enjoy the game to such a great degree. It, it honestly sounded it sounded like a confused person wrote it. I was like, I don't even understand what you're trying to tell me. It sounds like you're just trying to dress up the fact that I have to replay the game, right? You know, basically, if I don't want to only ever play with my buddy, right? I, I have to replay everything. What, Mike? We. It's so odd in this is coming out next year 2023 next gen title big title for Xbox Ti- Xbox's whole thing is play with anybody anywhere you know the X Cloud play with your buddies like multiplayer is a huge central aspect of Microsoft's infrastructure to the point that you know Sony even wants to get 10 live service games out they want to start to be more multiplayer centric because there's money to be made and Redfall is approaching co-op in a way that feels really outdated Oh, it's it's 100% outdated. Like, I, I went up this on my podcast. I was like, why would you even make, why would you even do the process of this of when you're making a co-op game? Because if you have four four characters that you're doing, if I want to play each of those characters, I automatically have to play the whole game four times by myself. And then if you want to get on and play together, I'll be like, okay, I I got the character. What what level are you on, Lono? Oh, you're on on six. Okay, uh, I and then you come out. It it gets makes it so confusing and so convoluted and how to play because exactly the example you gave. If me and my brother are playing and then all of a sudden he has to go to work, but I still want to play the game. Well, now he was the host and now I have to go back to my game. Now I have to play the entire game over again that I just spent four hours on. Now I have to do it again, right? That that right there leaves already a bad taste in my mouth. This is the one Mm -hmm. thing that game developers need to respect the player's time, regardless if it's an MMO, a looter shooter, whatever it is. Anytime you play the game, you should 100% to be able to have your, thank God, the XP and the loot that you get from playing with the person who comes over to your game. Because if that didn't happen, this game to me is dead in the water. Because I'm almost like, well, now I can't even bring my XP or anything over. So... To me, it's just stupid because now the first time you play through this game, you have to play solo and get it done with. Because at that point, once you're done with the story and the main campaign, then you don't care anymore because then you're like, all right, cool. I'll just help you play. So if the game's eight hours, 10 hours, a story gameplay, you're not playing with anybody the first day because you don't want to waste your time or your friend probably doesn't want to waste their time either. They're going to play solo, play through the whole game. And then once you're done, you'll be like, oh, yeah, sure. Now we'll play, level up, get the XP, start doing different builds and different things. I just don't understand if it's the the engine, if it's the they they chose to do this like on purpose. They're like, ah, you know what? This is a, this is a good design choice. Like, this is the same design choice to me as Halo not putting co-op in from day one, right? It's just like, yeah. it's just it seems really dumb and an outdated move. Uh, and I think this could hurt. And I there's another game like this real fast, uh, Gotham Knights that's coming out. When it originally came out, they said it was only going to be two players. Now, recently, they just said it's going to be four players uh, co-op, right? And you could be the same character through the thing. So they've made changes since they first announced the game. So hopefully, by the next year, when Redfall now is going to be coming out, hopefully they can bake it into the system to not waste your time because... I think they would the the best traction they would get is if everyone could play co-op and play through the story the first time and not waste their time. Yeah. And I think essentially you add in chapters and things like that and you just and you just mark down yeah. what chapters you've played and so when you would come back in let's say you jumped in with a friend and he's higher level than you and it's like okay I've experienced this parts of the story well then yeah like you want to go back and play through those other parts of the story that that's all well and good you want to keep going on from right there and just 
finish out the game. Like, I don't find any fault with that. I, th- I think that's, that's a good thing. Like, just let people... I think for me, when I when I read this, and then I was happy that this was a part of the topic, for me, and this is just my personal bias, this just makes me hurt because Halo Infinite's progression is so flawed, and then all of a sudden to see like progression in terms of uh, your your actual enjoyment of the game is being limited and is being hampered. It makes me go, come on, guys! Like you have to figure out progression. Otherwise, you exactly what just happens. It's like, hey, this is our solo day. And then imagine somebody coming in later and then y'all are all in the end game. And then it's like, no, we're not going to go back because like, you know, like, no, no, no. You got to literally just make it easy. And when and Mm -hmm. I I just come back to TMNT, like the new Ninja Turtles game. It is just so easy to play. It is Mm -hmm. just so easy to jump in and play. Oh, you've leveled up and you've got extra perks. Not a problem because we're just getting in to have fun and if you want to have that solo experience i think that should be player choice driven not having that choice taken away from you as the player just gonna say that well real quick on top on top of sorry lono on top of that when you play the game if i play with lono in his game and then he goes off to work and then i have Mm -hmm. to play my game now my game's easier because i've gotten xp and bonuses that now and it makes the game less enjoyable Mm -hmm. because now you're not yeah so you 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 stole my point. Like, sorry, no, 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 it's okay. It's it's philosophically bankrupt to say we really want to 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 value you experiencing the game. So like, you go and play it on your own. Well, how much value is there if I'm suddenly overpowered and blazing right. through frivolously in a trivial way, just stomping the the early game into dust? I just it just is so odd. It doesn't. There's nothing about it that's sensible. Like, you can't make it sensible to me. So, and someone in chat is saying, there's, like, decisions that you're going to make that's going to affect the world or whatever. So, like, let's say I'm in Mike's game and Mike decides we're going to we're gonna save this person instead of kill them, right? You do a mercy versus execution decision, which is a common thing in games, and then all of a sudden your game world's different than mine. Okay, I, I, I could see that, but why not just boot up my game and say would you like to sync your story with what took place in your friend's game and you would say yes right Right. or you'd say no I would like to change some of those decisions and maybe it would just let you do that like I don't know what I'm saying might be a a development like like logjam like that'd be really really hard to do but to me why would you design a game from the ground up with four players in mind and co-op in mind and not build into it some way to synchronize progress so that someone can do drop in drop out like we're this isn't a new concept we're not at i'm not being the entitled gamer right now i know there's plenty of entitled gamers out there i'm not doing that i'm i'm asking for the most basic feature i think like drop in drop out co-op where i i progress my game even though i'm playing in somebody else's like they're hosting and i'm not yeah but but why couldn't you and and maybe maybe ginger can answer this question for us because he's in the in the business right why Mm -hmm. if i was playing in your game ginger right and then all of a sudden we got to this point in the game where all of a sudden there was a choice being made and on the screen it comes up and you hit kill this person and on my screen i say don't kill this person and then you get a cutscene that shows the death of the person and i get a cutscene that doesn't show like would that be impossible to do now, but the only uh, the, the repercussions then would be is let's say that choice ends up taking you to a different level, and then all you know is like, right? 
right so right so like you have to look at like those those repercussions and then all of a sudden you chose to kill that person and on the next mission they're running uh right beside you and you're like wait a minute like it it, there's an immersion impact uh, there um but what we're talking about here though is a technical debt question what is it going to take for them to sit here and think through this and i think that's why the feedback on this is actually so critical because it like to, to lona's point right like and, and again, you 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 take every little slice of the story, especially as the developer, you know where if there's any kind of branching story path that happens. And then ultimately, you then present the, the player with the choice. Right. Do you want to pick up right where you were leaving off, having had Lona made all the choices for you in the story? Or would you like to go and actually play through and then make the choices for yourself? And all that in my mind is just another save file, right? Click save as, you know, obviously I'm oversimplifying it for comedic effect. Uh, but you know, the, the idea is that I, I think it's more important to give the player the choice and also make it easy to play with friends. If you make it hard to play with friends, friends are just going to go where it's easy to play with friends. It, humans are a path of least resistance mindset. You will get hype. But then all of a sudden, if this becomes a a level of player friction, you will see the player base drop off. And then ultimately, why did you make it a multiplayer game if you really Mm. were trying to make a single player experience? Yeah, it seems it honestly seems absolutely dissonant. You if let's just say they were building a single player game and co-op was an afterthought. Okay, Mm -hmm. so you built a single player game where I pick four predetermined classes with skill trees that doesn't sound like a single player game that doesn't like what who plays a single player game and does it like if you play through a game like far cry there are different trees you can drill down in and you sort of do that as you play but you don't pick one of the four classes and what replay the entire game as another class almost every time i played a game where there's multiple classes to choose from it's because it's envisioning cooperative play because of complementary play styles and you're this type of character and I'm this type of character the entire idea and philosophy that's born out of like multiple classes is a game where you're playing the game with multiple classes like this is so weird to me that it sounds to me like a single player game that threw in co-op because they do this in Far Cry (laughs) right some random dude shows up to help you and that's the co-op player they don't progress their character they don't get XP or skill points or anything they're just sort of there to shoot to shoot stuff with you along the way and that's fine that's primarily single player game and I was pretty bummed in the latest Far Cry that if you did that co-op you wouldn't you couldn't like bring another person along with their own skill tree and their own progress because I was wanting to play it with my wife and I was like well that'd be kind of chintzy and kind of lame it wouldn't feel like she was doing anything other than being like a turret in the room right you're just a random person shooting stuff but I get it right Far Cry is a primarily single player game this just feels like a game that's confused from get-go. And the sad thing is, it sounds like we're bashing the game. I liked everything that I saw. I liked the graphics. I liked the vibe. I liked the abilities that I saw. I saw loot. I saw loot with tier colors. I'm like, okay, that's I, I can do looties and shooties. I'm happy. But <laughs> if I can't do it with, with people in a sensible way, that aspect breaks down before it even gets out of the gate, which is, I think, disappointing because I think this game does look really cool and has lots of promise. I really hope between now and launch, 
we are not the only ones saying this seems backwards can you please figure out a way to update this before day one with the day one patch because this doesn't seem like a good idea so well you know we we, we landed right at 430 I gotta tell you that's that's pretty good we are trying something new so if you're listening to the audio version or you're here right now Whenever we did this show a long, long time ago under a very similar name, you know, we'll just call it the round table. And uh, Mike and I and anybody else that was on the show would sit around and talk for 30 or 40 minutes after the show. And Mike's like, we should always be recording this and just call it like the after show or something. Let people see it somehow Uh, because it gets a little, you know, it's off script. It's, It's not as it's not like this professional thing that we just attempted to do, right? It's a little bit more off the cuff. So we decided maybe every week at the end of the Reforge Roundtable, we would redirect to a members-only after show because we really want to start ending every day here on Reforge Gaming with members. We are, we're, that's one of the reasons we're no longer going to Reforge Radio. We feel like that last hour or so of the day should be spent with members because there are so many of you now. And we think that's a really good focus. Uh, that's something that Creature and I kind of came to. And we thought, not only do we want to bring the Reforge Roundtable here home to live on Reforge Gaming, we want to give you a little bit more to the members. So if you're here right now and you're like, man, that's kind of a bummer. I'm not a member. Membership's five bucks a month. Plenty of people have been gifting members. And we uh, we appreciate your support of the show, especially if you remember you should be here tonight. So before we end and before we do that, I kind of had to do that housekeeping because we're about to do something we've never done before, which is like redirect. I want to give these guys an opportunity in the public episode to talk about where's the best place to find them and what kind of content are they working on right now. So Mike, where's the best place people can find you? Uh, you can find me on youtube.com slash 30 and still gaming or twitch.tv slash 30 and still gaming or just go to Google, type in the number 30 the letter N, still gaming, all one word, uh, and you'll find me. I'm all over great branding. Uh, you can find me. Uh, we do a, a podcast uh, pretty much every day of the week, Monday through Thursdays uh, in the mornings from uh, the summer schedule is 10 o'clock in the morning till 2 p.m. Eastern. And then I play games at night uh, with 30 plays. Uh, and then uh, Wednesday nights, we do the Disney Plus. Uh, we cover the, we just got finished covering the Obi-Wan series and we're covering the Miss Marvel series. And then we do a podcast on Thursday nights called Generation X Gaming which goes over a few of the top stories in the past week and we rant along the way. So that's what we do. And Ginger, where's the best place people can find you? The easiest and best way to start is Ginger Prime. And then from there, I have like dedicated channels that focus in on coverage of a specific game like New World and Final Fantasy. And, uh, you know, and as I have like the, you know, the drive for that, like if I want to spin up that uh, one of those like longer form games like Blue Protocol, for example, I've got a channel focusing in on that as well um yeah i have that all broken up and then i kind of cover more like you know like bigger kind of news stories and or just my, my like my discussion topics over on prime but uh yeah check out that that content and then essentially there's links that you can really much find anything else that you might be looking uh for to because like i really just like multiplayer rpgs that's that's where my passion is and so that's where you're gonna that's what you'll find if you check out my content well, if you guys are watching this as a VOD or you're a member, be sure that you're in the Discord or be sure you're always checking the channel when members-only content is happening because there'll be a lot more of it now, okay? And YouTube doesn't necessarily do the greatest job of putting it in front of you. It's not like it'll be on your homepage. It's not going to ping you. I did just ping all you members with a community post. I'll also put a link in chat. Thank you, Durs, for renewing. Thank you, anybody who tipped during. I know Christopher Wright did a tip and said he was just so glad to see this show coming back and we appreciate 
appreciate that. We are going to do a live redirect, so you can use the link in chat or redirect with us. So give me one moment here. It's going to take me just one second. All right, so if you clicked on this, you clicked on the VOD of the After Show, which is uh, something new. The Reforge Roundtable has come to live here on Reforge Gaming, and we thought it would be fun for about 30 minutes every week when the Reforge Roundtable is done just to do the After Show. We're done. The show's over, right? It's over, and instead of going home, you can hang out with us and talk. The guys will stick around for a little bit, and we'll just kind of shoot the... uh, shoot the bull as it were they, this probably won't be safe for work like the rest of our content typically <laughs> is because it'll be a little bit off cuff so i'm going to end oh, yeah. i'm going to end the other stream and redirect everybody over and we are now officially 